Hey, everybody. Welcome to Grounded on this chilly Monday morning. It's very sunny. We're sitting here in central Ohio, coming into the church this morning. It was 41 degrees. This is Grounded. I'm Craig. Across from me is... Brandon. How's it going today? It's great. Good. I love this weather. I know you do, too. You know what? I'm not I'm not complaining Yet. Yet. Well, and you can't, because guess what? Here in like four days, it's going to be back up pushing 70. Exactly. But did you see Wednesday? Of this week? Yes, baby. <laughs> Snow. I know. I, Snow. My fireplace is ready. I pulled it out, yeah. cleaned out everything, mm-hmm. cleaned out the uh, the liner yesterday, had to climb up the ladder and did that. and I cut my wrist. I sent I you that, that picture. I saw that. Yeah. I saw that. That metal was sharp up there. Yeah, that was top. sharp. Yeah, but, but it is a beautiful day, and I don't know it where is. You, the sun's nice. I don't know where everybody's listening from, so if you're somewhere in the Midwest, you probably have about the same temperature mm-hmm. right now, but um, I think the high today is supposed to only be like 44. The sun is out, so it makes it seem warmer, and yes. the wind is blowing, though, quite a bit. It is. It's blowing a little bit. It's and supposed to be you, like 20, 25 miles an hour today. I love this time of the year, but I also have to tell you, no matter how many times I wash my truck and I come out in the morning, there is like a... I don't know what you It's a film, film of bean dust. It is a film of d- bean dust or whatever else they're spreading right. on those fields. And um it's just amazing how much I'm just I like this morning I got in I was like I just had this thing cleaned. What right. was the right. purpose of that? So And that is the benefits of the Moo Moo car wash. I'm surprised this guy across from me goes through Moo Moo car wash about three <laughs> times a day. I'm surprised there's clear coat and paint still on his car. Yeah, I don't go through t- three times a day. Okay, five times a week? Uh, probably three max. Okay. Just depends on the week. I think he's shortchanging himself. Depends on <laughs> depends on if I'm in Marysville or not. I mean, you know, when in Rome. Exactly. Grab a Tim Hortons coffee. You grab a Tim Hortons. You got to grab the Tim Hortons first because then you can sit there and sip on your coffee while you're going through the car wash. Speaking of Tim Hortons coffee, that's what I'm drinking right now. I'm drinking Tim Hortons dark roast right now. And nice. It's very good. Since nobody uh, brought us anything in, I'm, I had to bring you my had, own. Today. You had to bring your own. Yep. And I'm drinking, shocker, Black Rifle. I'm, I'm on the AK Espresso kick. Are you? It's smooth. It's good. Are you? It's just very good. That sounds, um, that sounds good. Okay, so. Just so let everybody know, mm-hmm. we have a couple people who do not like us talking about baseball. Sue so, and Allison. So I'm going to just, gonna call just them out. Sue, you know, she really called us out yet yeah, last week on social media or whatever that was. She sent uh, me a text. Well, I some somebody's hate I mail. Saw, yeah, hate mail. You got hate mail. It's not <laughs> fun, is it? Not no. fun. Not fun. But anyway, so we're going to limit the baseball talk to 30 seconds. Are you ready? Get your timer on. I'm ready. Get ready. Tell yep. me when to go. Are you ready? Go. Go. So the Atlanta Braves are out. Mm-hmm. Sorry about that. Yep. And the Phillies are in. Your your main squeeze, Bryce Harper. Bryce Harper. And the Houston Astros swept the first part of the yeah, um, boo. thing. So I'm I'm Astros all the way. Yep. You know I love Dusty Baker, so I'm rooting Astros. What about you? Well, How close to time. I am a National League guy. We still got like 15 seconds. Okay. I'm an I'm a National League guy. Okay. And so I've got to pull for a National League team. And would that be the Phillies? Um, it's either the Phillies or the Padres, and I'm not going from for California. So the Phillies it is. Bryce Harper, let's go. Dude, he's got – okay, can I just say this has nothing to do with baseball. The guy's got really good hair and a really nice beard. Okay, so now that we're off of baseball, now we found another man crush for this guy. <laughs> Justin Bieber and Bryce Harper. He denied it for years. And they're two polar opposites. Those of you who have listened to this from the get-go, you know what we're talking about here. He's denied this man crush for um, Bryce Harper, and he's finally confirmed it. So there we go. There we Baseball go. is 
chopped off. Now, let me tell you something yesterday that um, I, I, I think I mentioned this last week or the week before. I really appreciate, again, those people who do all the uh, work on the Connections Cafe, mm-hmm. the, uh, the spin that they all put on there. And Yes. Even though Sue nailed us last week and she bashed us. They do. Uh, and kudos do a great to you guys, job. man. You guys, the last time you guys did it, you went all out. Mm-hmm. It was like a restaurant. I mean, we could have brought families back there and, and fed them for, for lunch that day. So that was awesome. And then yesterday, um, I know Randy Neal was in here in mm-hmm. the service doing, the, doing the slides, but Robin was back yep. at the Connections, Connections Cafe. And, um, you know, she made these, um, little, um, croissant sandwiches, yeah. I think is what they were at breakfast sandwiches. Coffee cake back there from okay. what i hear was great i had the coffee cake and i normally i i, I don't try to eat all that stuff see i was more disciplined than you yesterday I you was but any. i'm gonna tell you something if you had a piece of the coffee cake i love coffee cake too well this was good so robin if you're listening randy um if she's not listening would you tell her that was absolutely amazing mm-hmm. coffee cake and um i had a piece and it was perfect and um and then i went back and cut one in half and and then i um you know, had had that part. So Clint came in. I said, "Man, you got to have a piece of this coffee cake." And uh, so he went back, got the last piece. He, literally, I, I don't know. How, it took him five seconds to eat this coffee cake. Gone. I don't know where it went. It's like it's like he breathed in and it disappeared. And I looked at him. I said, "Did you eat that?" He went, "Yeah." <laughs> It's a talent. It's one of his hidden talents. Yeah, well, I don't know about a talent, but right. uh, there, you, there you go. Exactly. But, but everybody who does the Connections Cafe, you guys do, do yes, such a good job. Absolutely. I know John and John and mm-hmm. uh, Tim Hughes do it, and um, I, I can't remember who else does it. So it's I'm it's those here. three. I think Wyatt and Sue take two weeks, okay. and then Robin and Randy are gotcha. the third week, and then John and Tammy gotcha. second week maybe. All right. Well, thank you guys for doing that. It, it does um, – it, it makes um, – I think it just does – it makes the uh, it just makes it really nice. Well, I, I love wanna... seeing the kids run back there after church. Well, my kids go down early first before church, before first service, and they're down there. And they, I just want to say, like Wyatt, Wyatt has my kids spoiled. He makes them this hot chocolate thing that he shakes up, and and they love it. And really? So it's like yeah, whenever he's there, they're, they're like standing, like waiting, like like they don't even have to order. He knows what they're there for. He's... So he's got them spoiled. Better him than me. <laughs> Right. So, so thanks for that, Wyatt. <laughs> oh gosh. So anyway, that that's really good. So what else is going on? Well, not a lot. Um, got in a tree stand a little bit this past week. It was it was good. It was nice. The, the leaves are turning. The leaves are gorgeous. My, it's goodness. like some years they're like eh. This year they're really beautiful. Do you think because we haven't been like inundated with rain this fall so far? Maybe because usually the rain I think tears them apart. Right. right. Like we're supposed to get rain tomorrow, so we may see bit, some of yeah. those come down. Yeah, they're actually they're starting to fall quite a bit. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. like walking through the woods, it yeah. can be kind of loud right now already, which is you know October seventeenth. It's a little early, but right, right. Um, but no, it was a good weekend. Um, got to watch a little bit of football, not a whole lot. So, but that's okay. That's you know, it is what it is. Do you know? Uh-oh. Do you know? We are less. Oh, here we go. We're less than um, nine weeks from Christmas. Nine weeks. Yeah. My wife went to Hobby Lobby the other day and did some stuff. And it is looking like, like Christmas, Christmas right now. I like Johnny Mathis. Yeah, Johnny Mathis. He makes he makes me feel comfortable. I want to go back to the Connections Cafe, grab some coffee cake and get some coffee and listen to Johnny Mathis. <laughs> yeah, you can't go wrong with that. No, you can't. No, you can't. Um but yeah, that's that's great. Allie and the kids and, and 
my mother-in-law went to Hobby Lobby the other night, and so she came home with a new, you know, countdown to Christmas count. I think it's a snowman with, like, the little blocks in, really? so you change them every day. Really? And Jordan has had, like, for three weeks now, has had a countdown on her, her iPod. For Christmas? For Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, she's got the countdown going. After a while, wouldn't that get boring? Like, you're five weeks in, you still got four to go. <laughs> right, like, exactly. <laughs> I had um had my grandsons here last week mm-hmm. for four three or four days. They were here three nights maybe. Um that's always a trip, you know, when you kinda you know, when you're when you're empty nesters and you're in your fifties and you live your life alone, you know, it's just right. you and your spouse, and then all of a sudden you throw an eight year old and a four year old in. I tell you what, life gets pretty daggone interesting. So uh, we had a really good time though and for sure. That's... Took them to Costco and um it's like when we first walked in, it's like my grandson Clayton, I thought he was going to lose his mind. It was with just, all the TVs. Oh yeah, he was just he, he was mesmerized. He was, yeah. Oh, there's Superman. Oh, there's Mario. There's <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Well, my kids were jealous. I got a Snapchat yep. of both of the boys there at your house in front of a piece of equipment you have. I guess you, I don't know if you call it equipment or what, but you have a bubble gum machine. I do have a bubble gum machine, and I showed my kids. And Christian goes, "Craig's got a bubble gum machine. I want to go to Craig's house." <laughs> Bring them over. It's like, okay. <laughs> Can I bring them over and just drop them off? You bring them over and drop them off. I just put them in the bubblegum machine all the time. Perfect. Right now there's jelly beans in there. Okay. So uh, we have a jelly bean. They're not a big fan of jelly beans. We should have These a bubblegum machine here in the office. We should. There's, they're jelly bellies, actually. So there are there's in there. And, um, well, we could do that. Um, I bet they'd work. Yeah. Um, Mentos. I like but Mentos. But I have had this bubblegum machine for a long time, and my grandkids absolutely love it. I mean, they always they're, – they're like coins, coins. Can I have coins? You know, and so – you know. Coins? Coins? It's Ex- like the birds from uh, Finding Nemo. Mine? 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 Coins? That's exactly Coins? what they're Coins? like. That is exactly what they're like, 100%. So, yeah, we had a uh, we had a really good time with them. But um, That's great. Yeah, so, well, the uh, I am looking forward to getting over these two days of 40s and then getting back into the <sighs> 60s and 70s. That'll be really nice. So. See, I'm, en- I'm going to enjoy these two days. If only I could be in a tree stand, it would be even better. We could put you there. You could put me there, yeah. <laughs> You should go. Don't have time. He's thinking about it. I can I, see it in his eyes. If I could, I I thought about going out this evening, but the look he has for a tree stand is the same look that he has for Justin Bieber <laughs> and for Bryce Harper, but not even close. Oh yeah, I love the tree I'm stand right way you. more than both of those guys. Okay, way more. Okay, <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, yeah. Good day yesterday. Yeah, it was a good day yesterday. Um, um, low, lower crowd. Yeah, it was a low crowd yesterday, um, and I don't know what was going on. I know there were several people out of town, and yep. we got the whole farming thing um, going on in the farming community. Yep. Other than that, which it's been it's been a good week. They're mad at me or something again. Who knows? That could possibly be. Can I not show up when I get mad at you? <laughs> Would you ever be here? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh goodness! But no, it was, it was you know a little day. lower numbers, but it was a great day. I thought that I had quite a few people, and we'll get into the you know into the message here shortly, but I had like literally five or six people come up and they were like, oh man, just a great, um, great song selection today. It was a great song service. I know Glenn Smith was one of those. I know Glenn listens. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, well, if with the scriptures that you had in your sermon yesterday, right? Like you set it up on a tee. Like if I couldn't hit a home run with that to pick the right songs, pretty much a layup the songs we sang were straight from the scriptures. They were written from the scriptures that you read. Right. Um, who you say I am, and um, you know, glorious. Every song Sun we set you free, you're true. right. Yeah, um, every song that we sang, you know, had the word freedom in it. Right, and so it was. It was well, really I must good. have had, I must have done that scripture probably three times. Um, there was a reason behind that. Um, 
I was actually uh, I was actually listening to um, John MacArthur one day. Okay, and John MacArthur it was an interview, and John MacArthur said that there is something that he learned. He said um, later on in his preaching style, he said um, probably he said it was about nineteen ninety nine two thousand. He said where he was um, got into the thing where if he wanted to stress a certain theme for the day, or that he wanted somebody to really leave with a uh, passage of scripture, he would repeat that scripture in the message ver- at, at various times. He said anywhere from three to five to six times. And so um, I actually listened to him about three weeks ago do that. And so I thought, well, I'm going to try it to, um, Sunday. And I literally think I did it three or four times. That, that you did. Yeah. You did. If the sun sets you free, you then were you're free indeed. Or then, I had free. Say the, then I had him read it with me one time, and I think we actually almost ended up with that. This uh, You did. Yeah. Yep. So it was like three or four times we did it. Yeah. So yeah, I thought it was a good day. I thought I thought um, thought they sang well. Beautiful day actually. Um, kids' ministry is going well. Yeah. I know they had a good day back there. And, yep. But um. So um, good people in the volunteer uh, volunteering in the stream room. Um, yeah. Corey and Leah Matlack. Yep. And did a great job. Sat back in here with him for a few, and yeah, I think they did well. Yeah, Leah's, Leah's been in here for three weeks in a row now. She's doing a really good job with that. She likes it. She enjoys it. And Corey's like, "Yeah, she's she's doing a great job." Yeah, so. she might be your. She might be your. She might be on your A team. She's now. she's getting there. Yeah, yeah. So what else is happening in the in the land of RCC? Oh man, I don't know. I'm just getting texts from people back about serving this coming week, and so I'm just trying to get all that hammered down. Trying to make sure I've got everybody here in the stream room, and so that's one thing that we're going to be starting. Um, you know, our sermon series in November, we're going to be highlighting some ministries. Um, and I'm going to be talking when I speak in November about serving and just how important it is for us to be serving in a local body and, um, you know, and how, when we're serving, we're serving God as well. Um, and so, you know, we're going to be highlighting some ministries, um, children's being one of those. Mm -hmm. And I think worship is going to be one of those as Mm -hmm. well. And, um, but when I, when I talk, I'm going to talk about how, you know, Satan uses, he puts things into our mind. He gives us excuses um, and one of those excuses that he convinces us of is that, you know, well, I don't know what ministries need help. And, and I'm going to tell everybody, well, let me plainly answer that for you. All of them. Every ministry is always looking for volunteers. Right, right. Um, I mean, Craig would even let you speak if you wanted to speak. I actually, you know what? I will let anybody speak. Right. Um, if you just have to – I try to get Brandon to do it more often. but I will do it if you lead worship more. Or just lead worship once. I'll lead worship once. Let's do it. What what swap? We'll swap. We'll have to call it something, you know, gimmicky. Preacher swap. <laughs> we could do that. Yeah, we could do that. Yeah, but anyways, no. Oh, they so, would love me as a worship leader. They'd love me. They probably would. Probably. Probably. Yep. Absolutely. I don't know that I would, but you know. <laughs> you, okay, so. You don't give yourself because you're always like I can't sing. I've I heard you sing. sing. You can sing better than you give yourself credit for. Sing. You can. I, so. just, I just do it for I just do it for God. Or if I'm um, in my truck and I'm listening to Willie's Roadhouse, right? I'll sing with Merle Haggard, little, real loud. little Conway so, Twitty, or yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, right. There's nothing wrong with that, right? I mean, that's probably worship too. <laughs> Ish, worship-ish. Hello, darling. Hello, darling. <laughs> 
<laughs> exactly. Where are we going? <laughs> I don't know. Sue, stay with us. Stay with us. <laughs> hey, but on the bright We're side, not talking about baseball. we are not talking about baseball. So, but no, I mean, I think things are good. As you know, like, like I said, even though it was a, a lower number yesterday, the, the atmosphere, um, just the spirit in this place has been right. really good. Like first so. service yesterday, I think there was like 80 some people in first service, yeah. but you know, people just from the get go, we, we did glorious day during the countdown. Right. And, you know, people were singing along to it. Right, right. They, they were clapping. They were just excited. They were ready right, to worship. Right. And, and that, uh, in turn, gets me excited. I think that's something that people probably don't understand is you and I feed off of the people who are here. You know, and so if people respond, if they're if they're engaged, if they're making eye contact, like for me, that helps me worship God even more. And so mm-hmm. we're in this together. Mm-hmm. I agree. Uh, I agree. Uh, when you have a... You know, when we start off and people are into it, I think it sets, excuse me, sets the tone for the it day. It does, yeah. And um, and I don't know how how a large group can have you know like an attitude or a a feel to it, but they do. And I don't know if it's the weather, I don't know if it's the climate, I don't know if it's just the area or what it is. But you know, you can almost tell when things get started how the day is going to go for sure. And you're like, oh no, this is this this they're they're not going to chuckle, they're not going to respond. It's going to like be pulling teeth. Yep. And then there's some days when. We're um, singing in the very first, like we're we're not even ten measures into a song, and I'm like, oh, this is going to be a good day. Mm-hmm. This, they're they're ready to roll. They're ready to rock. And um, so I think that's good. I think um, I think when you start off and you worship God, now this is this is my thinking. You start off and you're worshiping God, and people are singing, and they're singing and directing that to the glory of God. And it's right. not about you and me and and all that. But I also believe this. That we are, when we come together as Christians, we are to be fed and edified Mm -hmm. and that we, that we can grow. But you're also, when you are already in that mind frame of worship, you're going to be in the mind frame of worship of God. What do you want me to hear today? What do you want want me to hear and teach me? Because that's really difficult because, um, a lot of times it's very hard for us to come in, God, what 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 do you need for me to hear today? Right, because sometimes what you need to hear is something you're not going to like. Mm-hmm. It's not going to make you feel good about yourself. You know, God's not going to just say, "Hey, let's give you a warm and fuzzy feeling and send you home." Basically, it's like God is going to use the spirit of His spirit to convict you to to get you to a place that that you need to be. Right, and so I also think that's worship too. So if you mm-hmm. leave here sometimes mad or angry, I'm we'll probably talk about this here in a little bit because I'm jumping ahead. But if you leave here mad or angry, sometimes well, maybe it's not me. Right. Maybe it's God. Maybe, maybe it's, it's the Holy God. Spirit. Yeah, maybe right. the Holy Spirit's jabbing you yep. into something that you know that's not right. Yep. And um, because I'm just going to tell you straight up, I'm I'm not here to make you mad. I'm not here to do that. Right. But I am here to preach the truth of the gospel. You'll of say Jesus you're not Christ. here to make make us feel good either. I'm not here to make you feel good either. Yeah. Uh, I can I just say this? I don't care about your feelings. Right. I know that sounds harsh. I don't care. All I want you, seriously, all I want you to do is I want you to go to heaven when you die, mm-hmm. and I want your babies and your grandbabies and everybody else behind you to go to heaven too. Yep, exactly. That's my main concern. So, however that works, right? If you get worked up and irritated, and it makes it and it works for you, and you come to that side, yep. awesome. Yep. If you feel good about it, and God works it that way, awesome. Mm-hmm. I don't care how He does it, but just let Him work and for let sure. Him do that because um, there are things that um, that we talk about on Sunday. And can I, can I just be honest? Um, I'm very, some of the things we talk about is very hard for me to talk about mm-hmm. because I, I'll go into that Sunday. Sometimes I'll go in the back room before we start mm-hmm. and I'll pray, Lord, you know, my heart, yeah. but I, I don't have this all together here and I feel very, very hypocritical 
getting up here and talking like yeah. this. So sometimes if there's an edge or a tone you think that I am, sometimes the edge of tone is for myself. Right. Because right. I'm having a difficult time with it, yeah. and I'm working out my salvation when it comes to mm-hmm. that. So um, you just have to – you always got to be open to God. Yeah. Got to be open. Mm-hmm. And that's what I, from the get-go, from the start of the worship service um, – that's where where it begins for us. Exactly, and I, and I love the word you used a few moments ago, and you said convicted. You know, I, I I think we should be convicted as we read God's word, right? Um, because the truth is, is that none of us have it perfect. You know, right. we're we're not, you know, we don't have it all together. Yep. And and so it is coming in with yes, I'm going to worship God. I'm going to give back to God. Right. But I can, you know, in doing that, I can grow myself, and I yep. can be convicted, yep. and I can, you know, begin. I can work. You know, mm-hmm. we're constantly mm-hmm. striving to grow closer to God, to be more like Jesus, um, and that requires change sometimes. Oh. And so when we're convicted, or we get mad, like you said, you know, don't be mad at you. Take some time. Maybe go home and say, okay, God. I feel really irritated right now. Right. Why is that? Exactly. What, what's in my heart? What do I need to change? Exactly. What, why did I get so upset at that? Maybe exactly. maybe that's a point of contention for me. Exactly. And I have to change that to work out where you want me to be. Exactly. 100%. And, um, you know, when you're, when you're thinking about, you know, working all those things out, um, it's God that's working in you. Absolutely. It's God that's doing the work in yep. you. You've got to allow God, uh, the intentionally uh, being intentional mm-hmm. to allow God to just have free reign in your life to God work this out and, and let me, let me see what I need, um, to see because, um, you'll never do it by yourself. You'll, you'll never get to that place to where, um, You'll work this out on your own, right? You, you got to allow, the, yeah, yeah. You got to allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you, and you got to allow the Holy Spirit um, to talk to you through, mm-hmm. you know, worship, through scripture, through sermons, through whatever, and uh, but mostly through the Word of God, yeah. and that's kind of where we're landing here today yeah. with with the topic yesterday, and and that's the thing is we have to then be willing to make those changes in our lives, exactly, and that's been the whole theme for this uh, the sermon series, your inner compass, the and if and if and if you're if you've been with us the entire time and you've been here every Sunday or you've heard all the sermons and all the songs, you'll know the direction of this has been your inner compass has been mainly on the Word of God, mm-hmm. it's on God, it's on the things of God, it's not on the call. It's not in that. And I know it's been one of those repetitious things that we've Mm -hmm. talked about, but I think that we hear repetition all the time. We hear repetition from the government, repetition. It's the same droning over and over. And so that was one of the reasons why we used the same verse three or four times yesterday. It was repetition Repetition, that you're going to know here is what this is all about. And so when we're talking about, I started off yesterday and um, started off with um, a question that um, that I just said, are you free? And are you free? And we're talking about spiritual freedom, but I did talk about freedom in in a roundabout way because I think freedom is a big topic right now. I don't know um, about you because, you know, those who are not free in other countries are struggling to be free. And here in the United States, we have freedom, but we don't want to lose our freedom because, you know, I think I said yesterday, I don't want to lose my freedom to some corrupted, tyrannical government or some, you know, bonehead sitting in the White House. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to allow that to happen because, you know what, I... Yeah, look, here, just a side commercial here real quick. Whatever the government tells you to do, they really shouldn't tell you to do anything. Right. You, they work for you. This is how the United States of America government is mm-hmm. set up. But some, somehow, some way, they have brainwashed everybody to think, and it's the opposite way. We do right. what they tell us. Not at all. We send them to Washington to do things, but yet they don't um, 
um, they don't do what they're supposed to do. Right. So are we really free? Are we mm-hmm. free in that way? And so when, when you're talking about that, um, you know, I love the uh, scripture. It says Second Corinthians three seventeen. The Lord is spirit, and wherever the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Freedom, and I love that because what we're talking about here is um, a, a spirit of freedom in Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. a spirit of freedom in in God. Whether you are truly free in a uh, in a land or a country, you can always be free. Yeah, because freedom freedom doesn't come from. The White House. It doesn't mm-hmm. come from the governor. It doesn't come from anything. Yep. It comes solely from God, and that's what people need. Um, you know, need to remember. I um, I had a um, I read the Constitution, a part of it, just a piece of it, yeah, just a piece of it that saying that you know they recognized mm-hmm. who where freedom comes from. Right. It says it's endowed by our creator. Right. And I think I said yesterday, if not one or both services, that, you know, when the United States was formed, it was formed for two reasons. One was taxation without representation. And the second one was the freedom to worship God. Right. Instead of having the Church of England come down on you to tell this is how you're supposed to worship. And if anybody tells you today that, you know, the United States of America wasn't founded on religious freedom, no, it really was. So, um, (laughs) right. You know, you just have to, you have to roll with it. So here's, um, Here's where we are. Um, I started off with the scripture, and I didn't give any setup to it. I kind of came in behind it after that. And the scripture was this, John 8, verse 32 through 36. And Jesus starts out, and Jesus says, um, he says this, And you will know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. But then they said, well, we are descendants of Abraham, and we've never been slaves to anyone. What do you mean you will be set free? And Jesus said, I am... I will tell you the truth that everyone who sins is a slave to sin, and a slave is not permit is not a permanent member of the family, but a son is a part of the family forever. So here's the verse we repeated several times. Mm-hmm. If the son sets you free, then you are truly free. So Jesus is having this talk again with the religious leaders, and they're always going back and forth. And the thing about the religious leaders is that these guys and, and these people think they know everything there is to know about God. When you come to look at it, they nothing, know nothing about God. Exactly. And and I think what happens is, is when we get caught up into the religious mumbo-jumbo, and we get caught up in church mumbo-jumbo, a lot of times religious and church mm-hmm. eliminates God. Exactly. You eliminate God from the factor. Would you agree with that? 100%. And, you know, you, you mentioned this yesterday, but what happens is <laughs> your vision— kind of gets cloudy, you know, and they're like, they said in verse 33, but we are, we are descendants of Abraham. We've never been slave to anyone. What do you mean you will be set free? Well, you mentioned yesterday, yeah, they had been slaves. They'd been slaves to Egypt. They'd been slaves to Syria, mm-hmm. the Babylonians, exactly. the Persians. Yep. And they're now living in Rome, and Caesar rules the entire world basically at right. this time, and he is not a fun guy to live right. under. So. They're not free. Right. They may think they're free. They may be thinking we're not slaves right now, but we're definitely not, you know, free. Exactly. And so you're, you're right. Your, your, your vision gets cloudy. Your mm-hmm. vision gets cloudy on so many things. And the religious leaders are just, they're, let's, let's admit this. They know their stuff. They mm-hmm. know the letter of the law, but there, here's the thing with Jesus is he's trying to get them, not that the law is wrong, but right. the love of God and the law of God Go hand in hand. Exactly. Do you agree with that? Absolutely. You can't so, have one without the other. You can't have one without the other. You can't have you can't have the love of God and the love of Jesus Christ because guess what you'll have? 
you have to accept everybody in the world. So if you want to live your life, if you don't want to, you know, you want to be whatever gay or whatever you want to be, um, you can do that. That's the love of Jesus Christ. So, right. but no, but then there's the law of God mm-hmm. and there's the, there's the 10 commandments. There's the law of Moses. There's, this is what Jesus, even Jesus refers to all those he, things. He points back to it. Those things go together. And, and Jesus himself lifestyle. said, he said, I did not come to abolish the law. I came to fulfill it. Exactly. Go hand in hand. Exactly. Um, and so what, what happens there though is the big thing is, you know, it go, you said the religious leaders knew their stuff. They did. But that goes back. I think it was James, right? Know the word. Yeah. And do the word. Yeah. That's what it goes back to. It's one thing to know it. Anybody can know it. You know, it's in James, I think it says, you know, great, you believe, even the demons believe and they shudder. Exactly. Okay, it's one thing to know the word of God, but we have to put it in practice. We have to do the word. Well, and that's that's 100% true because, um, you know, these guys are so um, – Seeing it one way, I mean, they see, they can't see the forest because of the trees, right? You know what I mean. So right. they're 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 landlocked in exactly. their in their mind. And don't you think a lot of a lot of people, a lot of Christians get like that? For sure, you can't see what God wants to do because you're only seeing one thing. Right. You're seeing your traditions or your likes or your dislikes, your feelings, your emotions. Mm-hmm. You can't actually see the entire picture of God because you're only seeing what you want to see. And this is this is where. um the truth of God comes in. This exactly. is where the um, freedom of God comes in because you have to know the truth and the truth shall set you free. And what's the truth? The true source is God. The true source is, is his word. I love what John MacArthur said. That was good. I was getting ready to read that. Go ahead and read it. He said, knowledge doesn't set you free. I'm going to read that again. Knowledge doesn't set you free. You can know a bunch of stuff. Some of the smartest people exactly. are slaves. Exactly. Um, Knowledge doesn't set you free. You have to do something with the truth that you've received before it can change your life. And there you go. You have the knowledge, but what are you going to do with it? You have to actually believe it, don't you? Yep. So I think I've mentioned this before, maybe even on the podcast here a ways back ago. um, I was doing a – I was working at a company um, while I was doing an interim ministry uh, about – 18 years ago, um, I was actually working for the Reds. I was working for this company and I was actually preaching, um, doing interim, uh, preaching for a church, um, in, um, near Finley, Ohio. And, uh, there was this gentleman that was an, um, an atheist and he was the, he, um, taught the university of Cincinnati. And, um, you know, what was astounding about this man who was an atheist? He carried his Bible everywhere, mm. like a physical Bible, right? This guy knew more Bible than probably Billy Graham. Wow. This guy knew his Bible. But here's the thing. He didn't believe it. How about that? So he knew the he, he, there's knowledge. He could tell you stories in the Bible. He could tell you verses in the Bible. But he didn't know the truth. He, right. he did not believe um, the truth. And that's, you know, kind of like our culture today. You know, when Jesus... Um, you know, makes the statement, people, they, they don't follow um, through with that. Um, right. I love the, I love what Jesus, I read a scripture, um, you know, when Jesus goes before Pilate, and I love what Jesus says in John chapter um, 18, 36 to, to Pilate, and I think this kind of clears up things for us when it, when it comes to what Jesus' mission mm-hmm. was. Yep. He says, my kingdom is not an earthly kingdom. If it were, my, my followers would fight to keep me from being handed over to the Jewish leaders. But I love this here. But my kingdom is not of this world. Yeah. And I and I and I think a lot of Christians and I can I I will I don't know a percentage so I'm going to guess and some people are going to think you're this is pretty high but I don't think it is. I'm going to say 75% of Christians get so sidetracked 
on the worldly things that happen around us, the culture, the society, and we're never thinking about the kingdom of God, which is not of this world. It's a spiritual kingdom. And man, this is really hard to grasp. When you grasp this and you believe this and you know this, I'm going to tell you it will change your life forever. You will not be distracted by Joe Biden or Nancy Pelosi or Donald Trump or George W. Bush or Barack Obama. Mm -hmm. Those guys will not get in your way. Now, you can use those guys to point people to Jesus Christ because that's the beauty of that. But you're not going to believe them over God's word. Right. And, right. um, and I, I think that your number is spot on, if not maybe even a little low. It may be low. You know, I think 25% of those on the flip side may be a little hair high. I hope I'm wrong. Well, you but. never know. So when Jesus says, my, my kingdom is not of this world, um, you know, he, he's talking about mm-hmm. you taking charge of you under his lordship. Right. And you walking in him, not in anything else. That's, yeah, you you're going to live in this world, but you can't really be of this world. Yeah. And a lot of times you want to be of this world with Jesus Christ smattered or little smatterings of Christ right, throughout your right. life. No, it's Jesus Christ. It's the truth of God's word. And then you have little smatterings of this world. Mm-hmm. We get so sidetracked today. It just boggles my mind. could be my age, though. It could be my age. I, I don't know. Um, right. It's just I... I don't understand it. I don't know if I don't know if I ever would. And Jesus says in John eight thirty four and five, he said, "Whoever commits a sin is a slave to sin." And I think this is a powerful statement mm-hmm. because if it's not like it's a one time sin, I think right. what he's talking about is if you're hooked on the sin, mm-hmm. you know, you become a slave to right. to whatever has got you, and a slave does not abide in the house of God. And so I, yesterday I told everybody, I was like, you know, you're, you're sitting in here, but a lot of you think this is the house of God. This is not the house of God. Right. The only way this is the house of God is because we all brought God with us exactly. when we came here because he's living inside of us. That This is not it's just a building. It's just a building. This is not the house of God. But what he's talking about, this is the spiritual house of the Lord. Mm-hmm. You, you, it's, it's a spirit house of God. Right. And I brought up David's prayer in Psalm 27.4, where he says, one thing I've decide, desired of the Lord and that I will seek is that I might dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. Hmm. Not a physical house. Right. Not a building. The house of the Lord is is where you walk in the spirits, where yep. you find his presence, you find his peace, you find the power of God. It is all right here. Yeah. That's what it you're living in the house of the Lord. That's what David's talking about. I want to live in the house of the Lord. I want that in my life. Yeah. He's talking about a yeah, spiritual I love that. house. I love that. And, and there there you go again. John eight thirty six. If the sun twice, sets you free, two. you are truly free. Don't you love that verse? I do. That, that is a very good verse. We should probably have bumper stickers printed with that. We should. I don't know. I felt like the David's prayer there is something that we need to be reminded of daily. You know, um, when I was putting this together several weeks ago, um, that actually popped up by accident. I wasn't even going to put that in there. Okay. And I was had some another verse, and I can't remember what it was, but I was looking for something else, and and I and I saw that verse, and I thought, wow, that is a very good mm-hmm. verse. I mean, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord forever and all yeah. the days of my life. Right. <laughs> you gotta love David. Yeah. You gotta love David. What a cocky. You know what? I bet David was like Bryce Harper. I bet he was. Actually. I bet he had the same attitude. You think da- you think David flipped his he hair? He probably flipped like his hair. I think he did I, I bet he did. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah. Anyways. So anyway, we're, all, we're, we're always going back to the truth of God. Right. The truth of God. It's the word of God. It's the compass for our life. Jesus said in uh, John seventeen seventeen, sanctify sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. Right. Yeah. I love the Billy Graham quote. Oh goodness. Billy's on it. He is. I mean, not not as much anymore, but no, he's, he's better off well, than we are. He's probably on it he's more better than, than he's, he's better yeah, than we are. Yeah. Uh, but Billy said, "The word of God doesn't adjust to you." I love that. The word of God doesn't adjust to you. Exactly. In fact, you need to adjust to it one hundred percent, or you will flounder. He's right. He's right because what you know, um, we we actually think that, um, you know, God's word should adjust to my lifestyles because, um, you know what what we hear today is like, hey, that's your truth and this is my truth. Right. What is that? Right. I mean, literally, what is that? Yeah. Um, you're making up your own rules as you go, right? Exactly. Yeah, as Christ followers, we should have one truth and that's God's truth. Exactly. And if our lives don't fall in line with that, then exactly. we're wrong. Exactly. So if there's your truth and my truth, anybody, the world, the society, a Christian, a church mm-hmm. can get off on the like the new relevant thinking and teaching of, right. you know, of today. I mean, I, yeah, we've I, seen that. Yeah, I mean, it's it's getting worse in churches too. It's awful. But I mean, you get off on things like these, um, you know, corrupted social justice movements. You know, and, and I, when it comes to like race and like Black Lives Matter, I, folks, I can't see how any Christian can support that right. movement. Go to their website. They actually say they're they're. Uh, just go to their website. Mm-hmm. Just read the the. Just read that stuff. You you. It'll make you sick to your mm-hmm. stomach. There is nothing godly, or there's nothing good about that yep. organization. Yep. It is all about them. Um, when it comes to the LGBTQ, agenda, yep, exactly. When it comes to same sex marriage, uh, when it comes to gender, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's it gets back to the you know. Thy word is truth, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. If the Son sets you free, then you are truly free indeed. It, it all goes back to God in his word. So you got to have a compass. you got to have a foundation. Yep. The compass is God. The compass is his word, Jesus Christ, and what he has done. And you cannot waver. Right. You cannot right. waver, and people are wavering right yep. now. And the truth is, is that if we are Christ follower, if we've accepted Jesus as our Savior, if we've been baptized, then we have the gift of the Holy Spirit. Right, and the Holy Spirit should guide our hearts to what exactly. is true from God. You read in John sixteen thirteen, when the Spirit of Truth comes, He will guide you into all truth. We've got to be willing to allow the the Holy Spirit exactly. to guide us exactly into what is God's truth, not what we think or we feel. We we can't we can't bring our feelings into it. No, no, not at all. We not have to all. throw our feelings out the window and say, what does God's word say? Exactly. Is this truth or is it not truth? But here's the beauty of here's your feel, here's the beauty of your feelings and emotions and everything behind you. Right. God can take your feelings and emotions as long as that doesn't override what God wants to do. Right. He can use that. Exactly. God can use your past, even your past traditions, mm-hmm. for the glory of God. Yep. Even yep. now, why things are changing, and God can use anything and everything for for His glory. And so right. we need to be we need to be open to that. And so a lot of times when Christians when they don't stand up or they waffle back and forth, Jesus talks plainly about that. I mean, I read Revelation mm. 3, verses 15 and 16. I know all the things that you do. That right there, that verse, should make the hair on the back of your neck stand mm-hmm. up. 
I know all the things I said yesterday in the second service. Um, he knows if you're naughty or if you're nice. You know right? what I mean? It's like literally <laughs> he knows all the things that you do, that you are neither hot nor cold. And I wish that you were one or the other. But since you are like lukewarm water, neither hot, neither cold, meaning you're riding the line, you're going along to get get along, I'm going to spit you out of my mouth. If you look in the Greek context, he's actually said the word vomit, vomit. is yep. used. Yep. Vomit is the most vile, disgusting thing that you can do. I mm-hmm. hate it. Yeah. I hate it. Yeah. So that's. If you want to know what Jesus thinks about you riding the line mm-hmm. as a follower, now you know. Yep. Now you know. You're like vomit. Yep. He'll vomit you out of He would mind. rather you be just ice cold. Ice cold. Have Go the other to way. Do with him, yeah. It basically, he would have more respect for you if that's what you did. Right. <laughs> right? It is crazy. But this is no time to play the, play the middle role, man. It, right. it, we just can't do it anymore, and a lot of Christians um, are trying to do that. And here's what happens when you ride the line. When you kind of go along to get along, guess who's affected most by this? Your kids. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, and the young people around yep. you. You're yep. teaching them to do the very same thing, that Jesus is not real, that God is not in control, and that his word is not true. And your kids are smart. Yeah, They're they going to pick up on that. You know, you've got to you, – you can't just – I was as you were talking a minute ago, I was thinking about that saying, you know, you know talk the talk and walk right. the walk. So many Christians just want to talk the talk. Right, right. They want to make it appear like they're good. They're they're lukewarm, you know, but we've got to walk the walk because if we're not walking the walk, our kids are going to pick up on that so fast. And they're going to be like, why? Mm-hmm. What's the deal? They're going to, And that's why you see so many kids who, who grow up in a Christian home and they hit 18 years, 19 years of age. Mm-hmm. They get out of the house. Mm-hmm. Bam. Gone. They, don't, they, they quit going to church. Gone. They quit going to church. And, and I think that that is just something that it to me is so sad um, because they're – I mean it's they're being influenced by their parents. They're like, well, why would I want to live that life when, when my parents act that way at church but they don't act that way at home? Exactly. So it gets back to the old saying. I know we've heard this a thousand times. Actions speak louder than words, and it truly does speak I, louder than I words. I believe that 100%. I believe it 100% too. Your actions do speak louder than words. And so, you know, you've got to act when it comes to what you know that you should do and what your compass is set yeah. on. Because if your inner compass is set on all things God in his mm-hmm. word, you're going to act. It means you're going to stand strong. It means you're going to direct your kids to have a compass to where they need to go. Your grandkids are going to follow. I think some of the – a lot of parents today – I think they're crazy. They want their kids to have the best sports. They want mm-hmm. to have their kids the best schools. I, I'm just going to say this, and you know, if you get mad at me, get mad at me. It doesn't even matter. I can't imagine raising my kids for 18 years, and I'm going to send them off to some godless, brainwashing university that could. Because can mm-hmm. I just say that something? Your kids aren't able to handle what they're about to hear at those universities. For sure. They're not able to handle it. They're still babies. I don't care if they look like adults, if they're driving cars and having jobs, and they're still babies at heart and mind. They're not mature enough to handle it. They're not wise enough to make that decision. You're the parent. Make the decision for them and let them know what you're doing. You're responsible for them. For sure. Can I just say this? You're responsible for for their salvation, and you're going to have to answer for that. Mm-hmm. Just like a church elder has to answer for a church and what they do, right? You got to answer for your family. So, your parents, yep. I'm, I'm telling you, your job <laughs> is vital. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm not saying you're you're not going to make mistakes, yeah. 
But that's the beauty of Jesus Christ and God in your life. Like you just said, your kids are going to know. Yeah. They're good. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to fly off the handle. You're going to say something. Your, oh, for sure. your actions aren't going to speak louder than words. But overall, yeah. in general, over 365 day years, your kids are going to know, you know what? Mom and dad do love Jesus. Right. They, they, they made a mistake. Yeah. But yeah, they do love Jesus. Yeah. I love them. I love their heart. Yeah, and it's how you respond in those moments when you do fly off the handle or you do make a mistake and and how you address that with them. They have to know, you know, you have to go back and say, hey, look, the way I handled that wasn't good and it wasn't exactly, exactly. Um, You know, too many parents, too, they want to be their kids friends. Right. And it's okay for your kids to like you, but your kids need to respect you and your kids need to to know where you stand on God's word. Exactly. And and so, you know. yeah, if you're able to do all those other things and be your kid's friend, that's great. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But that's not your top priority. To be my kid's friend is not my top priority. I'm their parent. Not yet. I'm their parent. Right. Exactly. exactly. There will be a day. I mean, I talk to my parents. You and I have talked about this. Mm-hmm. I, I know you talk to your kids quite often. Uh-huh. I talk to my parents multiple times a day on the phone. You know, they're five and a half hours away. They're six hours away in Virginia. So we don't get to see I know. Each other. Your mom will Snapchat me like, oh, he's calling again. <laughs> she probably is. Oh, he's FaceTiming again. Um, but no, you she know, loves you. I, I think you get to a certain point and you, you know, you do have that relationship. Um, but yeah, it's not the time when they're young to be there. I friends. sent a Snapchat, um, yesterday morning to, you know, people who are in my thing of, I said, you know, it's, I put church house worship is what I put. And then it was you and, um, Jocelyn. Jocelyn. And then I had my bitmo on a mic up there singing with you. Your mom responded back. I wish I was there. <laughs> what did I respond back? You're very short. You're, wow. You're short. <laughs> you were shorter than Jocelyn. I was That's shorter great. than me. I know. Right. You just couldn't. You didn't pan out enough. If you would have given yourself room, you could have made yourself a better height. I could. I almost thought about superimposing myself over Jocelyn. You could or have. Or over you. You could have done that. <laughs> it looked better. I'll try to do that next time. Do that time. next time, exactly. you got to get yourself with a guitar or something. Or what I'll do is put two of me up there doing that. There you go. Yeah, right. Great. But anyway, you, <laughs> anyway, we have um, – we have um, – the culture today is just decimating our kids, man. They're, right. They're, and, right. And you know what the thing about it is, is our parents sometimes are allowing that to happen. Mm-hmm. We're, we're allowing them to do that. But especially now, I mean, I, I, I really do think we're living in the twilight zone, man, because we have so many stupid things. Yeah, exactly. I mean, especially when it comes to gender. I mean, we have the government, we have the, the science world yelling, you got to follow the science when it comes to COVID-19. But they don't want to follow the science. They don't want to follow the science when it comes to male and female. Right. I mean, Seriously. That's one of the things that should be That's the why I don't listen to them. Should be the easiest thing for them to say, well, let's look at the science. Ex- oh, here it is. Look at the chromosomes. Male, exactly. female. Exactly. Bang. So when they come out with something, I'm just going to tell you something. I don't buy it. I mm-hmm. don't get it. I'm not following them. Yeah. That's why I did what I did back when COVID was there. It's why I never wore a mask because I was like, not true. I don't mm-hmm. believe it one iota, not one bit. But in Genesis 5, verses 1 and 2, it says, when God created human beings, he made them like himself. He uh, created them male and female. I had everybody say that yesterday. And he blessed them, and he called them human, yep. male and female. And so when Jesus refers to marriage, mm-hmm. he refers back to marriage. He refers back to what God did mm-hmm. in the Garden of Eden, which was male and female. Yep. And so it's very simple. It's very true. Now you've got to, your compass has to be on God right. and his word. You have to believe God's word is truth. 
guaranteed that there's Christians right now that don't do that because there's Christians that don't believe when the Supreme Court made their decision about abortion, there's Christians still going crazy about that. Yep. Christians yep. in this church, mm-hmm. which yeah, I'd love to have a one-on-one conversation with yeah. them, but I think it'd get ugly real fast. So, mm-hmm. but anyway, um, again, where's your truth? Exactly. Where's your truth? Exactly. Um, but here's three facts of truth. Number one, truth must be revealed. Yep. You, you, you have to hear it. And before you can take hold of this freedom and, and this truth, you have to have a, rel- a, rel- a revelation of truth. You, ha- you have to at least uh, know um, what it is. Uh, John one fourteen says, The Word became human and made its home among us, and he was full of unfailing love and faithfulness. And we've seen his glory, the glory of the Father's one and only Son. Mm-hmm. And, and people need to realize that Jesus Christ is the revealed Word yep. of truth. Yeah, he is. He is it. Yeah. You also read Acts chapter one. You look at the early church, verse eight. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be witnesses telling people about me everywhere in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria and to the ends of the earth. The Holy Spirit will give them power. They It will be God's truth will be revealed to them. Exactly. And it's like I said earlier, we have we can tap into the same spirit. That same spirit, the spirit that was revealed to the early church in the first part of Acts, the spirit that swept through the grave and raised Jesus from the dead, that's the same spirit that you and I and those listening who have accepted Jesus as their Savior have in us. Can I just say this real as simply as I can? Just because you're sitting there or I'm sitting here and you might have the spirit of God in you right now, does it mean you're going to have the spirit of God in you in five minutes? And right. what I mean by that is this, is that you're you have to intentionally tap into the yep. spirit of God yep. and call upon that all day long. Yep. It has to be a part of you. Now you actually have the spirit of God, but mm-hmm. a lot of times it's just set in dormant. It's just there. It's just there because you're you're acting on your own. Right. You're you're acting on your own when it comes to your feelings and emotions, mm-hmm. when it comes to this or if it comes to that or the things of God, or God's word is trying to convict you, or you're driving down the road and you get mad and you honk your horn and you give somebody that, you know, hand signal or what <laughs> You're a Christian, but you went ahead and did that. Was, is that is that was that dictated by you or the Spirit of God? Right. Do you know what I mean? So when the now here's where the Spirit of God kicks in. You do get mad. You do f- use that hand signal, and then immediately you feel guilty, mm-hmm. and you're like, "Oh man, I should have done that." God, you know, um, you start praying about that. That's the beauty of the Spirit of God. Mm-hmm. Now He's making you aware of what you just did, right. and He is convicting you. Exactly. Of, of it goes what, back what to that word happen. conviction. Exactly. That's a question yesterday. Why is the world becoming darker and darker? Mm. And I, I believe because Christians aren't really sharing the Word of God. Right. I believe right. that we are not doing what God has called us to do. We we yeah. have been going along. We're to called get along. to be a, a light, a lamp. And I think, um, you know, some people think, well, if I shine my light, if I speak up for Jesus Christ, or I start to talk to my friends or fa- family or coworkers or neighbors, you know, people will make uh, fun of me. Yeah, they're going to get mad yeah. at me. I'm going to offend them. And I, yesterday I said, offend them. Offend them. Offend them. Yep. Matthew. Uh, I mean, it's better that you offend them than the God offend them. Right. Yeah. I mean, come on. Offend them right now. Let them get this straight. They can, they got time. Exactly. They got time to work this thing out. Yep. You read Matthew chapter 5, verses 11 and 12. God blesses you when people mock you and persecute you and lie about you and say right. all sorts of evil things about you because you are my followers. Be happy about it. Be very glad for a great reward awaits you in heaven. If people get mad at us, if they get honked off at us right now, right. our reward's not coming from that. No. Our reward will be in heaven. You know What they do with that truth is, is not on us. It's on them. Well, you're walking in the kingdom of God, and guess what? The kingdom of God is not here. 
Right. The kingdom of God is here. Right. But it's a spiritual kingdom, and you're living in it. Mm-hmm. And that's the beauty of that. And, and and I think Jesus, with that verse, is telling us, get ready, you're in for a bumpy ride. Right. It's going to be rough. It, right. It was rough on Jesus. Why would it not be rough on you? Exactly. I mean, think think about the tense conversations that Jesus had. Mm-hmm. I mean, they killed him for this. Mm-hmm. I mean, are you any better than Jesus? No. No. He's your Lord and Savior. So I really believe it's time for the church to to speak. I mean, I don't know how much more I can say it for. I've been saying it for two and a half years. Right. So right. I don't know how much more I can say it. But um, how about John Piper? Mm-hmm. He says, why is it the so-called Christians and church people don't reveal the truth about Jesus Christ? You may know of him, but you really don't believe in his ultimate power. Mm. And he went on to say, but I, I couldn't do the whole thing. I wanted this one. And so that's what I said yeah, yesterday. It's that I really believe that some Christians don't believe these people are going to hell. I believe, well, I can't judge them. No, you can judge them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Guess what? Some moms and dads and grandpas and grandmas and sons and daughters and grandchildren are going to go to hell. And guess what? You're in their life to make that straight. You're just not related to them. You're in their life for a reason. Right, right. Speak up. I know it's going to be rough. I know it's going to be hard. Don't think about family get-togethers and Thanksgiving and Christmas. Think about their salvation. Right. I mean, this is the spiritual kingdom of God. Right. You're in it. So you, you have to start working through that. Yep. Here's number two. Truth must be be received. And um, I've had yep. people – I've actually had Christians tell me, well, what if I tell somebody and they don't listen and they don't accept it? I'm like, that's not your job. That's not on you. Yeah, That's on God. Yeah, And that's on them. If they don't accept it, that's 100% on them. They're, they're going to do what they're going to do. Mm-hmm. At least you told them about it. Right. I, I read um, years ago, and I, and I think this is true, it takes the average person – to make a decision for Jesus Christ seven to eight times to hear the gospel or to hear mm. the uh, that presentation of, you know, that you're a sinner, that you need Christ, that you that he died for your sins seven times. Now, wow. they said some people get it in one, some people get it in 15 times, but over uh, overall, the average is seven to seven. eight okay. times. So you know what? Keep talking to them. Exactly. Keep talking to them. Exactly. Proverbs 23.12 said, commit yourself to instruction. Listen carefully to words of knowledge and then luke eleven twenty eight said even more blessed are all who hear the word it's it, you know you can hear it continue to tell them who hear the word of god and put it into practice james one twenty two. i love james mm-hmm. james is a good book this is know the word and do the word yep it says don't just listen to god's word you must what do what it says otherwise you're only fooling yourselves you got to do what yep. it says and you know what i'm going to do i'm going to leave the next quote for you because Sorry, Sue. It's Hall of Fame baseball <sighs> pitcher John Smoltz of the St. Louis Cardinals. Here we go. Thank you, Randy, for not putting him in a St. Louis Cardinals He's uniform. He's Atlanta Braves. He is and will always be an a Atlanta Red Sox. Brave. He will always be a Brave. 1995 World Series winner John Smoltz said, The Word of God is the final word. It's not about what I want to hear. It's always about what I need to hear. It makes me better you know what i i have to hand it to john smoltz that is a very good um quote and um i actually heard this on an interview okay. um a few years ago and um i was amazed how i actually didn't know he was a christian to be mm-hmm. honest with you i didn't know and what he was doing on that interview i was like that is that's just i when he was playing i didn't like him because he always busted the reds down and but um but he um went in this interview there was like there was um there was a confidence but a confident humility when he was talking about God and how God has brought him through things, and he was talking about reading things in God's Word and and how he doesn't like it sometimes. So that's when he said, "I what I 
you know, it's not what I want to hear, but it's always what I need to hear. And, um, that's so true. That is like, there's no truer statement. I don't want to hear this, but I need to hear this. So thank you God for allowing me to hear that. Sometimes those things, you know, in our lives, you think about sports, whether it's baseball, football, whatever, me playing my guitar or what, or something else. Um, someone who, you know, sketches and you get a little bit of criticism on that. And they're like, Hey, you need, you, you know, you're good, but you your fault your fault is this or your flaw is this right. and man you, at first your response is you get defensive it's like well what do you mean right right what do you mean you know but you know what he's saying there is you know it's not about what i want to hear it's all you know it's always about what i need to hear it makes me better right. and so if we take action on that you know and we listen mm-hmm. to the criticism and say you know what you're right i could do that better right. you know not just in sports but we apply that to our lives you know, when we allow the Holy Spirit to convict us to mm-hmm. say, mm, you shouldn't have said that. Right. You shouldn't have done that. Right. Well, you know, what, what are you talking about? You know, or somebody else says that. It's like, well, you can't judge me. Well, actually, you can because right. we're Christ followers together. And you're just seeing something that is, is not Christ-like in me. Exactly. And so while exactly. it may hurt at first, it's what I need to hear, and I need to then act on that. Right. And, and you know, right. work that out. Um. Yeah, that's that's good stuff. James one twenty three and four says, if you listen to the word, and you don't obey, it's like glancing at your face in the mirror, and you see yourself. You walk away, and you forget what you look like. Mm-hmm. Got to do what it says, right? And then number three, you must respond to the truth. I think this is the this is the most important thing that you can do. Yep. This is where the world is. This is where Christians are. This is where you and I are. We we hear the truth of God. Now we have to make a decision of what yes. we're going to do with that. And it's like how many how many times have you um, actually heard? the truth of God or read the truth of God and you know you should have changed but you didn't change. Right. You made the decision not to do mm-hmm. it. Exactly. And again, that was that was on, you know, that was on you. Um I love this section of scripture that you read in Isaiah chapter 43. God says, "I am the Lord who opened a way through the waters, making a dry path through the sea." I called forth the mighty army of Egypt with all its chariots and horses. I drew them beneath the waves, and they drowned their lives snuffed out like a smoldering candle wick. But forget all that. It was nothing compared to what I am going to do, for I am about to do something new. See, I have already begun. Do you not see it? I will make a pathway through the wilderness. I will create rivers in the dry wasteland. And I think that, that passage of Scripture could stand still right you know could stand true today i believe god is is moving god is moving he's ready to do something new i love that you know for i'm about to do something new see i've already begun i know it's like i I read that scripture and i think what i read is what i hear is i hear god looking at through the scripture saying i parted the red sea i took out pharaoh's great army Mm -hmm. the greatest army on the planet and just one fell basically he flushed them into the toilet of the red sea and then that's nothing compared to what I'm I about do, to do. Right. There's nothing I can't do. Yep. There's nothing that our God can't do. And so um, we ended reading John eight thirty six. What's if that the say? the sun sets you free, <laughs> you're truly free. So the ending question was this. Are you really free today? Mm-hmm. Are you really free? And that's a personal question for each individual person. Exactly. You know, exactly. only you can answer that. Exactly. And um, – it's a hard question, to be mm-hmm. honest with you, because you might feel freedom one day and you may not, you may not get it the next day, if you know what I mean. You know, it's like, I'm, I'm not really doing this right now. I wish I was. So, um, but good stuff. And, 
this coming Sunday, we're going to talk about the mind of Christ and, um, or the mind of God and knowing the mind of God and do you have the mind of God? And this should be, um, should be a fun Sunday. And then not this Sunday, but the following Sunday, we're going to talk about is it possible to be gay and also to be a Christian? And so we're going to talk about the arguments that the gay Christian community have that you can do this. So we're going to, we're going to talk about some of those arguments. Hope you're with me. Been working. I've been working on this You've for been quite working a while. On that one for a, a long, long, time. long, yep. long time. And I hope I'm ready and I'm praying that I'm going to be ready. I hope you're ready. Um, so don't want you to get mad. I want you to be uh, ready to defend the faith and defend and stand up for God. So. Exactly. Um, little, we got a few things going on. Um, we got the International Conference on Missions that is coming up. I yep. know you've probably heard about that. It's in Columbus, Ohio this year. And um, I think this is a good opportunity if you guys want to go to this. Um, the actual conference runs from Thursday, November the 3rd to Friday, November the 5th. On Friday, this is important, on Friday, November the 4th, RCC is going to be taking a group of people to spend the day at the conference. They're going to be mm-hmm. leaving the church here at 8 a.m., and uh, some of the activities include uh, main sessions, workshops. Uh, there's other opportunities. There's the exhibit hall to see various missions and organizations. Uh, the cost of the conference is, I think, $40. $40 for the day. But RCC is going to pay half of that cost for everybody who wants to go to that. If you are wanting to go to that, if you're interested, need more information, either call the church and talk to Todd or email Todd or get, grab him and pull him aside and talk to Todd Norquist. And, um, but you need to let them know the sign-up deadline is November 1st. So let them know that. Trunk or Treat's coming up. Trunk or Treat. What's going on there? Do you know? Yeah, it's Monday, October the 31st. We're going to be located in the Richwood Marketing Parking Lot, which is across from the post office there in Richwood. Um, We're going to be handing out candy, decorating trunks. So you can serve in a couple of different ways. We still need quite a few cars for that. So if you would like to decorate the trunk of your car, the back of your truck, whatever, um, and hand out candy, please sign up by going to our website, richwood.church forward slash sign up. But the other way that you can serve is we hand out a ton of candy. Last, Like last year, we had – like we ran out quick. We had a lot. Dude, if you'd stop eating the Reese's and the Twix bars. I know. I can't help it. I know. Actually, I don't eat much of that anymore. But anyways. Twix bars look like little cigars. They do look like okay, little just cigars. Saying, okay, anyway, go. <laughs> I like Twix bars. They're I know, good. right? They're good. Uh, Kit Kats and Reese's. I just don't eat it anymore. But anyway, so you can donate candy. You got me off track. I, I was going off the cuff with that, and you, you just were. sidetracked me. <laughs> but we, we are looking for more candy. You can donate candy. Drop that off at the office during office hours, Monday through Thursday, 9 a.m. to 3 p.m., or bring it to church on Sunday. There are bins located throughout the church building, and you can drop that off for that. Oh, man, you're good. You did go off the cuff. So, hey, ladies, I don't know if you've heard. If you're uh, listening right now, you're interested. There's something called Women at the Well, and uh, this is for ladies. I, I Are you a lady at age 13? I don't know. This is for teenage that. girls, age 13, to women. Um, you're invited for an evening of praise and worship. Uh, Lynn Nordquist and Lydia Wood, which is Nordquist formerly, um, is going to be leading this. This is on November the 4th. That coincides with the... Um, Missionary Conference. How about that? There you go. Um, this is on November the 4th from 6.30 to 8 p.m. in the Fellowship Hall. Um, just if you're interested, uh, you can you can sign up um, online and um, all that good stuff. Be ready to go, and it should be, should be fun for you guys. So what do you think of that? 
It should be good. Yeah. Um, Corn Maze for Student Ministry is coming up this go. Sunday, October the 23rd. Um, there's details. You can go to the, the Student Ministry Facebook page. All the details are there. Um, but there's an update on that. It is absolutely free for any of the students that want to go. Um, they had a, a donor that um, anonymous, anonymously donated to allow all the students to attend the Corn Maze for free. Nice, so nice. find out all of that information on the Richwood Student Ministry uh, Facebook page and um, hope that your middle or high school students can go. October 23rd. Sounds like a good plan. And then one more. One more. Ready? One more. Operation Christmas Child is coming up. It's and beginning um, to look a lot like Christmas. It is. I, I didn't know this, but I guess RCC has done this for 20 plus years. So, uh, this is, uh, this is a good thing. And Operation Christmas Child, um, you know, they, um, share with over 4,000 mm-hmm. kids, I, I hear, but, um, we're starting co- to collect items and to pack boxes and, uh, also for financial donations to purchase items for the boxes. And the boxes are going to be packed on Sunday, November the 13th, beginning with the kids club packing during their time up till 1030. And then after 1030, you can go in, you can, you can help out and you mean 1130. Yeah. Sorry about that. At 1030 yeah. service, 1030 service, the kids are going to do it right and after we're done at 1140. 45, 50. Depends on how long you want to. Depends on preach. how long you pray. But anyway, uh. <laughs> True. Truth. <laughs> yeah. I'm not wrong. You're not wrong. <laughs> you're not wrong either, but. <laughs> exactly. You're not wrong. Uh, yeah. But, uh, um, but they're going to be doing it during the 1030 hour and then families and other adults can join and help after the second service, whenever yep. that might happen. So we need your donations to be, um, at the church by Wednesday, November the 9th, uh, for a list of items, um, you can go. I'm going to actually be sending that out on the uh, connecting with Craig mm-hmm. uh, this week. So that's you can go to Operation Christmas Child's website as well. Yeah, that's Samaritan's Purse yep. uh, dot org. Operation Christmas Child. There you go. There you go. Yep. So um, they're, we're purchasing for children between the ages of five and nine. So. There's all that. That's a lot of information, isn't it? So think to yourself if you're buying something. Would Brandon like to play with th- with this? Then it's probably a good toy probably for a good five toy, to yeah. nine year yeah. old. So you know, Operation Brandon. So That's right. whatever you know, <laughs> what's your size and what do you want to eat? You know, exactly. <laughs> oh goodness, I've been out of coffee for like forty five minutes. Have you now? Mm-hmm. That's a problem. Um. Again. Anybody wants us to try out their coffee? Let us know. We'd love to try out. We some love coffee. coffee. We should um, we should make some more of the uh, s'more, s'more. We should s'more. make more of the Molly Nauman. Oh, um, the Airstream stuff. The Airstream. What's the Stella's one? Gold? Stella's Gold. Stella's Gold is gold. It, you know, it really is. It, it really is good stuff. You know, in fact, uh, maybe I should grind up some, and um, we should make a pot after this is over. Sounds good. What do you think, Molly? Sound like a good plan. We'll try it. We'll try it. Sounds good. Yeah, that's good. You got anything else? You know, speaking of um, Airstream. Airstream. We should actually go there sometime. They do tours. I would be down for that. That'd be neat. What if there's coffee involved? Molly, let us know if coffee's if involved. If coffee's involved, tour. we're there. Yeah, we'd love to do it. Sounds like a plan to me. Yeah, okay. We'll have like, maybe we could do a, a, a tour. Podcast from Airstream. There we go. In an Airstream. Yeah. Hey, we're from, we're sitting in one of the nicest, whatever. They've got the gold one. Yeah, they do. I'd like to see we the could gold podcast one. from in there. They probably I wouldn't Airstream. let us touch it. I love Airstream. Yeah, that's I neat. Love it. People are like, "What is Airstream?" It's a camper. They're campers. If you don't know what Airstream, go camper. look them up. They look very nice. Yeah, right. different. 
It's different from a, a camper nowadays, but I mean, it is a camper nowadays. It is a camper. It's you're just right. different than most campers nowadays. It is. It is. You're right. So, well, hey, you enjoy um, the weather today and tomorrow. I'm not complaining yet. I'm not complaining. And then uh, there is a God. <laughs> oh, man. It's I, you coming. Know, you know, here's the Find thing. joy. There's joy in the to- house of the Lord. Right. You are the house of the Lord. I'm the house of the Lord. Yeah, I need his peace and his presence and his power right, right now. Uh, Give me warmth, God. <laughs> you know, on a day like this when the sun is out, um, it is chilly, mm-hmm. but it's not unbearable. It's not. It's not unbearable, and it's pretty nice. But I know it's going down in the 20s tonight, I heard, like 28. Yeah. I may have to start my fire this evening. Yeah, well, but I'm looking forward to Thursday on. But um, Yeah, we'll get enjoy there. that. I will. I'll be grumbling in the weekend when I'm trying to get in the tree stand. It's like 70 degrees. That's nice. People are done hearing us yeah, yeah, complain. I'm done too. So. Yeah. All, All right. right. Well, well, thank you guys. Have a great week. See ya.